I mean, like, it's huge. Over breakfast tacos. Hey, welcome to another episode of Geek Chew. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And tried to get a little more energy in my voice for the intro, because... It sounded exactly the same. Dang. <laughs> Are you sure? Because, like, last week we had our new theme music. These, like, riffing metal guitars. And there was a pretty stark contrast when I started cutting it together, and... The guitars faded out, and I was like, hey. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say hey. I should come up with a new word. Okay. Hello. I I toyed with hello. It I mean, crossed my mind. <laughs> hello, I think, in general, has more energy than yeah. hey. I, I was going to use hello, and I audibled at the last second. I should have just gone with it. should have <laughs> stuck with my gut. You're funny. So... Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll work on that as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. Where'd you want to start? I had, um, just kind of like some unrelated ephemera, like. Yeah. You want to just talk to me about that stuff from this week? You can just go over how your week went? No, I'm saying like before we get into... Yeah. I was just going to say, like, the Oscars, no thanks. You know, Sunday, I mean... Creed, oh, yeah, no thanks. Creed was nominated for, like, one award. Yeah. Yeah. Unacceptable. And so that's why you're... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that and many, many other reasons. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm going to bring this up. And I know I reminded you about it, but I'm also pretty sure you didn't watch it. I didn't. And it says right here, did not watch Daredevil trailer. Yeah. That was a mistake. I'm sorry. The second trailer for Daredevil posted this week. And it was even more amazing than the first, I think. You're going to have to just, like, sit down and make me do it. Because I'll never remember on my own. You don't have to remember on your own. I told you. <laughs> Go watch it. But but then you left, and then I did other things. Anyway, it's got uh, Electra, The Hand. Um, All your predictions came true. The, the interplay between Daredevil and Electra is, you know, flirty and cute, and they have a history, obviously. Um... The action scenes look amazing. Like, Well, obviously. I mean, I can't uh, imagine. I mean, that. I know it's like a two and a half minute clip, so they probably took a bunch of the best parts and shoved it into one. But it looks even better than the first season. And uh, I don't know. There's seems to be a, a theme running through the two trailers and probably for the first or probably for this this season, just kind of Daredevil as a half measure because he won't. He's not as extreme as the Punisher, and he can't take on these 
criminals that are willing to go as far as they are. I'm sure it'll play out in his favor by the end of the season, but, you know. I mean, when you have the show named after you, it typically goes in that direction, right? Yeah. I don't know. Where do you want to start? Um, I don't know. I My plans for the last two days just sort of went out the window, so I didn't. I only got to do about, like, half of the things that I wanted to do. So I did watch plenty of TV, and then, but, you know, I don't know. Okay, so where where do you want to start uh, with, with that stuff? You want to start with the TV? I feel like we watched more TV than did anything else, at yeah, least together this week. I feel like week. that's maybe the general trend of things. Yeah, I'm always, we're, like, trying to keep up with current stuff and trying to catch up with things that have passed, but um, I had some TV stuff written down. I know your lead thing is usually The Bachelor, Mm -hmm, and we actually watched it. Half of it. Half of it together this week. Which was... That was was enough for me. (laughs) But that made me so happy just having you sit and watch it. That could be like, you know, I don't know, reactive. Yeah, it was... um, so they're down to their last four. Down to the last three now. Mm-hmm. There was four at the beginning of this episode. Yes, hometown dates. Hometown Home- dates. Yeah. Um, it was It was good. It was interesting. You saw three of the hometown dates, yes. right? So we watched more than half of it together. Yeah, I yes. missed the last one, which I feel like I basically saw because they give a preview of it every time they cut to commercial. <laughs> Um, right. Oh, you even saw did, like her read. The, you yeah. saw the beginning of that hometown date with the letter and everything, which. Yeah, and then I and then I listened to the bachelor party podcast and got the the scoop on the rest of it. So Juliet Littman made a ba- a valid point about about that letter. Like, if this is someone you're in a serious relationship with, why wouldn't you recognize their handwriting yeah. right away? It's ridiculous. It didn't staged. even occur to me. Yeah. Um, Clearly, there was, like, some producer intervention, because, like, how would anyone know, like, when she was going to be home? Like, it's not like he just coincidentally picked the right day to... Yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, My favorite thing was um, how the the guy just kind of, like, instead of answering a tough question, he just starts crying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, His name is Ben, and yeah. he's just having an emotional time right uh, now. Yeah. He was talking to one of the sisters, and she was asking him about how he really felt. He just, he he started crying. And she was like, well, that's my answer. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but it happened more than once. So it was, uh, it was a little much. Well, you haven't been taking this journey the whole time with me. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Um, I also love that, um, on the Bachelor Party podcast, there was also mention about Amanda's shirt. There was a long discussion about her crazy, crazy shirt. Yeah. I don't even know how it was staying on at this point. There's no way you could talk about this show and not mention the shirt. Even aside from the fact that it was not a practical shirt... It wasn't even, like, a really cute shirt, so I just don't understand the shirt at all. I don't understand the shirt. That was my biggest issue um, with the show, the shirt. All right, well, anyway. Yeah. 
Amanda went home, I think, cool. because of the shirt. Yeah, I I don't think there's any doubt it was because of the shirt. Um, I don't know. We we watched the second episode of 11 63 uh-huh. the Hulu series with James Franco, and I thought it was good. It was shorter than the first one. It was just like an hour long instead of an hour and a half. Um, and, you Is know, it- he's kind of on like a side mission but go ahead either i remember very little from this part of the book Mm. or it's got a lot of different things going on i was going to ask you about the book because the way this this particular story arc played out you know he's um trying to save someone right and and the way he goes about that is um, like the worst possible way right yeah and then I don't know. I guess my question would have been how it's presented in the book because he does some pretty egregious stuff. Uh, I don't and remember then it doesn't being like really, that, but I don't remember exactly what happened. doesn't really seem like it affects him too much. He's just like, all right, well, those three are safe now. <laughs> well, no. I think maybe it didn't like drive home to you like the gravity of what he felt but he's like washing blood off his hands which is like you know yeah no no i got that and he he was kind of repeating it to himself as like a mantra saying like he had done the right thing uh maybe it was just not all that well well done i guess i mean he stops and washes his hands and he's like freaking out and then all of a sudden he is like ambushed yeah. So there's not a whole lot of time for us to like see any reaction to. I did think that this episode was a little bit, a little bit better than the first. Yeah. Um, it makes me kind of want to go back and read what goes on in the book again. Yeah. I just don't remember it being that, like some of those things being like that much. But maybe it was all in there, and I just like don't remember all the details, and I only remember like the main. I liked um, Josh Duhamel in the... Ugh. Uh, no, I didn't like no, the I character know. he played. I know, I know, I know, I know. I thought he was good Yeah. for that. Um, it just creeped me out. Yeah. Which it's supposed to, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know, other TV that I watched without you, uh, The X-Files. It was the sixth and final episode of the season. And? It was it was good. It was kind of back on the mythology. You know, the first two were mythology, and they were the weaker ones of the first five. Um, number six uh, was also not as good as I thought some of the others, but it was it was better. And I don't know the the new mythology has this whole kind of. Um, alien DNA arc and this Spartan virus that's infecting people and the smoking man from the original series is kind of at least portrayed as being the mastermind behind it. It's funny because it's the Spartan virus. Mulder is driving to Spartanburg, South Carolina to confront him. Um, Isn't that where we bought our expedition? Like the, mm-hmm. the old expedition we drove up there. Um, I don't know why they chose to only do six. Maybe they weren't sure how it was going to be received or if it was just a scheduling thing. Like they wanted to do a season and 
or they had six stories. Yeah, I mean, but this is the way it ends. It's clearly, um, I mean, it's like a cliffhanger ready for the next season. Which will um, be in a year? Uh, I don't know. This uh, No confirmed season 11, I guess, whatever season it is. Um, but it was it was good. I felt like uh, it was interesting the way it ended without giving away too much. I feel like in the first uh, run of the series, you know, Scully's supposed to be the scientist debunking whatever. That's what she's put there for anyway. And, you know, throughout the series, she's always kind of, they find a way for her to have this plausible deniability of, you know, she doesn't see some of the weirder stuff that happens or Mm -hmm. there's, she's got some kind of scientific explanation as opposed to Mulder's uh, supernatural or alien uh, suspicions. And they really kind of blow that out of the water by the end of this, by the end of this season. Hmm. Um, I suppose they could always, you know, backtrack, erase memories, whatever, and make it, uh, but by the end of the season, it's it's pretty much like she's. There's just no way for her to deny what's going on at this point. Um, but overall, six episodes not enough. I really liked having it. You'd back. like to have some more? Yeah, it okay. was. Uh, it was really good. Um, did you have more TV stuff? Um, I finished Unreal, which I really. That's right. Um, I'm very excited for a new season of Unreal. Um, I'm not really sure why necessarily, because it's not like there was like a really solid happy ending. It's definitely not a happy ending kind of show, but I kind of was thinking that maybe there would be a happy ending, but it kind of leaves that in this like sort of weird, tense, creepy place. But, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, making of you know uh like a bachelor type show called um everlasting and it just like runs through the course of the entire season and the finale and everything and the finale of the season is the finale of the show and the guy gets left at the altar and doesn't end up with anything that he wants which was like you know, help fixing up this vineyard and blah, 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 blah. And he ended up being, a, and everyone's just like a jerk. Like everyone's a jerk. It's like, but you like, like all the jerks. I don't know. It's really good though. <laughs> it left it in an interesting spot. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, boy. It, was that really vague? I just didn't want to give away too much. No, but... you weren't vague. You were definitely not selling it to my, um, sensibilities. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't even have any questions about it. Like, really? Yeah. Okay. So ultimately it's really about this one girl who's a pr- producer on the show. Yeah, I remember I, like I saw the first or a part of the first episode when you started watching it like way back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like she, at the end of the previous season of, Everlasting had like a mental breakdown and I don't know, crashed a car or stole a vehicle. I don't know. And then had to go to therapy and was spiraled into a depression. And I don't know, was in a lot of debt and her life's just sort of a mess. And 
So it just, it's sort of like her trying to get her life back together, but also like this giant manipulation game of like the television industry. It's really, I mean, it's just really good and very dramatic. It's, it's a good, it's a good watch for sure. So, and um, I caught up with Vampire Diaries, woohoo, which you care nothing about. Yeah. I feel like um, it's not like I really, like I do, I do like the show. I enjoy watching it. I'm never really interested in like talking about like, oh my God, what's going on in Vampire Diaries? I think it's just because it's like the show I've kept up with for so long that I can't. Yeah. Like, I just have to, like, keep going with it. And it's not like it's a chore for me to watch it, but, like, it's not like I'm like, oh, a new Vampire Diary has dropped, I need to watch it, so. It is a very specific place where our tastes diverge in television. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't have any other TV stuff on here except for I saw um, a... a a commercial for for Gotham, the second season, the Rise of the Villains. You know they're bringing in Mister Freeze now. And uh, the only reason I brought it up was it occurred to me that you know the premise of the show is Bruce Wayne is still a kid, um, and all these villains are popping up, and it kind of uh, goes against the grain of the narrative that's. Um, I don't know how new it is, but it's pretty uh, woven into the fabric of not just Batman, but also Superman and probably any superhero where there's always the question of, you know, are the heroes really bringing these people to right. the service of uh, society and are they causing more? a reaction more? To, to, like, superhero yeah, yeah. villain. Um, yeah. And I guess this series is doesn't doesn't take that particular viewpoint. I just I thought that was interesting um, as a thought that occurred to me. I have nothing else good to say about Gotham. We don't watch it. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, let's see. I don't know. We just watched Spectre. We didn't watch any movies except for Creed because it just came out uh, on video. And we just watched Spectre, me for the second time. This was your first viewing. What yeah. did you think of it? Uh, it's okay. I don't no. really super love the James Bond franchise anymore. I used to get really excited about it. I really did. Now it's just kind of like, I don't know. You just sort of expect it to be what it is. And it's just not that fun anymore. But it's not like I don't enjoy watching it. I just don't get excited about it like I used to. Yeah, I, I like this one better on the second viewing. Uh, I did even the first time I saw it though that opening scene and the you know the Mexico with the Day of the Dead parade and stuff that was that was probably the most interesting part of the whole movie for yeah, me. And it really was pretty visually stunning. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know the the music was boring, like the Sam Smith song. Like I had heard. That it was boring. It is definitely boring. Like, I was just like, are these credits over yet? Like, this song is taking forever. Can we, like, double time it? That was boring. And also, like, you just expect all the same things. Like, 
James Bond meets a girl, she's difficult, and, you know, like, as far as, like, him being able to seduce her, and then all of a sudden she's in love with him, and then they end up together, and he has to save her, and save the world, and it's just all the same, like, I don't know, it just, it just left, it just felt like it was lacking, it was just kind of meh. I don't know. There was, um, when I, when I cut these podcasts, I noticed that I say, I don't know a lot. It's kind of like a bridge. So I'm going to try to stop doing that. Um, but yeah, not much to say about Spectre either. So, no. Oh, uh, let's see. Podcast. I tried out some new podcasts this week. Yeah. How'd that go? It was good. Um, Anything interesting? Well, the minimalists. Uh, is a relatively new podcast started this year. They're trying to get us to sell all our stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) So I don't, I I like listening to them talk about minimalism and why they do it and how they think it benefits people. Um, And then there's like little things that I hear them talk about just that sound like kind of good ideas Obviously, I, I don't want to be a minimalist, but um, they just had things like replace um, because their thing is not, you know, getting rid of everything. It's just everything in your life is supposed to be there because there's some kind of value added by that thing. But uh, one of the things they said they did was moved their Kindle app on their phone to like where their Facebook stuff used to be. So they're used to hitting the phone in that spot to check Facebook for absolutely no reason. And instead they hit Kindle and read like just two pages of a book or something, which never really occurred to me that I could just like read a couple pages of them. Like when I think of reading a book, I think of like sitting down for 30 minutes, an hour Mm -hmm. reading a big chunk of a book. But, um, I moved my Kindle app to the front of my my okay. front page on my phone and I've been, you know, slowly making my way through that first Stephen Bachelor book that we got. Um I'm only like eight percent in. But that's eight percent more than I would have been if I hadn't been reading just a couple pages at a time. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading a new book too. That's right. Fades and furries. Yeah. <laughs> This is the weirdest thing. Like you expect people to work at a, who work at a library to know how to like spell or at least know about books that are, I mean, like I was. So just for the record, it's actually Fates and Furies. <laughs> yes. By Lauren Groff. And it was like a best-selling book and it won an award and like book of the year award. And I think there are like 86 copies or something in circulation in the San Antonio public library system. And I was like, uh, like a hundred and something, or maybe there were like 50 books and I was 80 something, but like, I mean, there are a lot of books. It took me a long time to get this book on the wait list. So you think these people maybe would be aware of certain titles and I mean, and also me trying to spell fates and furies, which are two not difficult words to spell. But I finally got the copy. It came in this week. I went and picked it up today. I'm actually surprised that they were even able to obtain one copy of 
this book for you. Well, it's because I was very much like, no, it's spelled like this and step by step and name of author. So, because I wanted to get my hands on this book. So I'm excited about it. I didn't even really remember at this point what it was about. And I just jumped into it without. um, So what's the premise? Well, I just jumped into it without reading the book sleeve. Right. But I mean, I, I saw you reading it for a while. Yeah, I mean, I've read a, you're good like maybe 30 or 40 pages I'm, into it. I've read the first two chapters. Um, okay. So it's about the life of this guy named Lotto short for Lancelot. And, you know, so we get like a quick run through of his childhood and then he gets married. And so it's about, him and his new wife. They like, is it present day? It's a little bit past, but like Unclear. recent past. No, there are actual like years, but I don't remember what those okay. years are. So, <laughs> <laughs> so very clear. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it's like recent past, like maybe eighties. Just, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to, like, update you more because I'm not giving a, a good description of what it is. But So there was another podcast that I tried just today. Uh, the Podcast Dude. It's mm-hmm. basically... Uh, I don't even know who it is, actually. Um, it's a guy giving tips, you know, about how to run a podcast. The one I listened to is the most recent one which is actually he had on a guest um, uh, giving writing tips. And whoever he had on is like the number one blogger on LinkedIn. I didn't even know LinkedIn had blogs, but apparently there's millions of them. Uh, And they basically just talked about, uh, well, writing tips, but specifically for a blog and even maybe tying it into running, you know, concurrently with your podcast. But it was, it was pretty good. I, I think I'm going to go back and listen to some more of them. Cause he just, he talks about lots of stuff, titling your episodes and equipment and all that. But, uh, it definitely made me want to try to write more. And I know I've said that a few times in the past, but I put the, blog app on my phone so maybe i can just do the same thing as the books and i don't have to sit down and write a whole right entry i can just kind of you know work a little bit at a time and see if i can come up with anything to put out there but you wouldn't think once a week would be that big a deal but it turns out it is it is so (laughs) um but it was it was pretty good so have you heard about, um, or are you still talking, do you have other podcast things? Uh, the only one I had written down was there was this Fat Man on Batman interview with Dave uh, Desmalchian, and he was in The Dark Knight as kind of the crazy Arkham Asylum guy that um, was part of the Joker's plan to kill the mayor. But he was also an Ant-Man as part of the crew. He's the Russian guy and Scott Lang's crew. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just, I really like listening to those kinds of interviews where they kind of don't just talk about, you know, those roles, but 
how they got started and what they've gone through to get their uh, start in the business and the parts they've gotten. He was full of anecdotes and stuff because he was attached even to Ant-Man when Edgar Wright was, um, you know, supposed to be directing it. And he had, you know, not a lot of information, but just some of the differences and stuff. It was, it was good. It was a good listen, but that was it for podcasts for me. Okay. So have you, and you haven't, because I don't know why you would have, and I just came across it by accident, heard of this damn Daniel thing? I've heard of it. It's actually weirdly um, interesting for no reason. Like, I don't understand it, but like... You so just, I, don't, I don't know what it is at all. I've seen it in headlines. Snapchats? Or, okay. I sort of know what Snapchat is, yes. <laughs> Well, the fact that this is such a huge thing and I only know it because like I was scrolling through Facebook and Ellen had them as a guest and someone posted like the little clip from her show with them on it. Um, but like basically it's just this kid wearing clothes like most kids do walking and then his friend videoing him on Snapchat and going, damn, Daniel, like that. It's just so weird, but it's very, like, it's weirdly funny and I don't know. I enjoy it. But the point is I'm clearly not using Snapchat, right? Because there's apparently this whole world out there where you can, like, I thought like with Snapchat, it was mostly just like people, you know, or like famous people, not like regular people who then become famous because of Snapchat. Right. So anyway, but yeah, I don't know why. Like it's same with um, like this YouTube thing that Courtney's always showing me of like the pushing guy, the guy who just right. like, pushes things. It's like weirdly like intoxicating. You just want to see him push things. Yeah. <laughs> like, just watch them. That is weird. It's very strange. I don't know, but there's something in it that makes my brain chemicals happy or whatever. But so there's that. And then um, I, I read this article in the Atlantic today about um, the Austin and San Antonio breakfast taco war, which was kind of interesting and funny. And I happened to go get a breakfast taco today. I did too. Did you? I got two of them, yeah. Oh, I just had the one. But well, I guess technically it's two, but like I ate it with a fork and knife and like all in a pile and like chopped it up. But but I went to Torchy's Tacos, which is originally an Austin restaurant. And now it's we've got one here in San Antonio. It's just kind of funny because apparently San Antonio is actually the like Birthplace. The, the birthplace of the breakfast taco and some guy writing in an article in some New York publication, like messed it up and called Austin, like the creator of breakfast tacos and blah, 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 blah. And it became like a huge thing big enough where there's a change.org petition that, that 1600 people signed demanding that this guy be exiled from Texas. Nice. <laughs> I mean, like, it's huge over breakfast tacos. So, I mean, they are delicious. But can they we all delicious. just get along over the breakfast taco? Yeah, as long as people get the credit they deserve. 
I mean, it's I no know. birthplace of the American Navy debate. Right. <laughs> My favorite breakfast taco is just eggs and bacon with salsa, obviously. Really? It's so yeah. weird to me. Ooh. Well, you don't like eggs. Right. You never used I, to like bacon. Now you're weirdly like bacon. I weirdly like bacon. Well, no. I mean, I mean I it's weird d- that you didn't it. like bacon and now you really like bacon. Yeah. I just never gave it a shot before. So strange. Like, how do you smell bacon and not want to give it a shot? I don't know. I, my parents just never made bacon. Like, there was never bacon in our house. So. There was hardly ever bacon in my house. <laughs> it was, like, exciting when we had bacon. But, I, I mean, I still don't just eat eggs. Like, they're only good wrapped in a warm tortilla with some bacon and salsa. <laughs> You're funny. Um, my favorite are bean cheese and bacon. Yeah. Or chorizo and potato. <sighs> Also a good combo. Yeah. Yeah, those are good. Now I want more breakfast tacos. So, I don't know. I have some comic book stuff. I know you didn't read any. I know, which I'm upset about because there were really some that I wanted to. Like, that was the plan for today was to just sit and, like, set aside a, a bunch of comics for me to catch up on and just, like, sit and read. But Yeah. Well... I'm not going to be able to do that tomorrow either. I know, because we're going hiking. I'm excited. Lost maples. but So we picked up, or I picked up, I guess, five comic books this week. There was Saga, Daredevil, Plutona, Dark Knight 3, and Black Magic. Saga's always good, but Dark Knight 3 was, was very good. I've been waiting for the third issue for a while. It seems like it's been a while since it came out, but I just, I really like the new dark Knight series. Cause they have obviously the dark Knight returns. The original was is classic dark Knight strikes again is really a tough read. It's even tough to kind of look at the art is, I don't know, it's Frank Miller art, but it's kind of crazy Frank Miller art. It's, it's it's just not great. I didn't really enjoy it all that much, but this one is actually drawn by um, uh, who is uh, one of the Q-Bert guys. Uh, but it's kind of mirrors the Dark Knight style that Frank Miller established, but, it, mm. but it's really good. Um, and a lot cleaner. And I don't know. The the story is interesting so far. Because it's, you know, Dark Knight 3, The Master Race. Uh, which is an interesting title in itself. Uh, but, you know, Grant Morrison had uh, a bunch of runs on Superman and Batman and stuff. And he, I'm pretty sure he originated this Candor, the lost city of Krypton that's like kept in that. In the jar. Yeah. So basically, they, uh, the Adam, Ray Palmer, finds a way to, you know, expand the people that are in the jar. But when he does it, they've kind of tricked him into doing it. And when he does it, there's this cult that's basically killed half the people in there. Oh my and, God. <laughs> and now they're large and have all of Superman's powers and they're ready to take over the earth. And Batman's old and 
Superman gave up on the world a few years ago. <laughs> so it's it's good. I, I really liked it. That so far. scary, and I really want to read it. Yeah, it's good. I, I really, I'm really enjoying it. Um, and Black Magic was the other one from this. I haven't read Plutonia yet, but Black Magic was was really good. It is the fifth issue. It's the end of their first arc, and uh, wrap up. It's nicely. really a no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, actually, kind of goes out with a a bang so to speak, but it's really the first five issues are like a, a really slow burn and it, it takes a long time to kind of set everything up and really seems like at the end of this arc, seems like things are really going to start moving forward. And I don't think they're taking like a, a large break or anything, but it's, it's extremely readable for, for something that doesn't really move all that fast. And, uh, it's really starting to pick up, and I, I've enjoyed it. That's Craig Rucka. Mm-hmm. And um, who is the artist? Nicholas Scott. Uh, but it's it's good. And I think you'll like it, too. Gee whiz. I don't think I have. <laughs> We're going to cut out the gee whiz. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to mention... <clears throat> because we are going hiking tomorrow. We're going out to Lost Pines, and I'm very excited because we've been wanting to to um, to go do that. Um, if you go to the website for, like, you know, I went to go download trail maps and stuff. Well, there's also, like, a bird viewing checklist, which just has the names of birds on it in a list, and it also has, like, the season that you would find them. But it's like, well, how am I supposed to know? And then I realized there's probably an app for that. And there totally is. And there's this cool app and it's free. It's called um, Merlin Bird ID from the Cornell Labs. And it's really cool. And I already ID'd a bird here in Texas that I see all the time. And I asked, like I've asked people like, hey, what kind of bird is that? And people are like, I don't know. Right. And now I know. <laughs> satisfying. It's very satisfying. So I'm excited to like check off some birds yeah. and just go out and hike and be outside. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be nice. Oh, I did want to mention that we went to local coffee and a chai latte there is my new favorite thing ever. Yeah. I could tell. It's really wonderful. I mean, like I've had chai lattes before. This one is the best one I've ever had. And I, I've sort of been thinking about it all day since then. <laughs> At least this one I could stand the smell, like usually, and it's like this one. You know what the difference is? This one that wasn't like overly clovish. Yeah. Like most of the time, there's like really strong clove scent in chai. In chai, and this didn't have that. It's good. Yep. You can see a picture of it on our Instagram. Picture of the cup, anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see the actual liquid, which is probably. It's just white foam. Well, That's right. Sort of beigey in color. Um, so that will probably wrap up this yes. episode then. And we can be reached at Geekchu on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And our website is geekchu.com. Subscribe via most podcast apps and leave a rating review on iTunes if you get a chance. So I guess that'll be just about it. Or that is it. That is it. It was fun. It was smart. We liked it.